there. I love them. I don't care what anybody thinks. I love the Beatles for them, and I'll always love them. Even when I'm 105 and an old grandmother, I'll love them. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the She Loves You podcast, the podcast where we talk about the incredible women in the Beatles' lives, everyone from the wives, the girlfriends, the groupies, the rumored affairs, the friends, the colleagues, the family, and especially the fans. I hope you all are doing so well, and I cannot wait to bring you our first girl of the new season. It's here, and it's happening all uh, right up coming up on the She Loves You podcast. Hi, everyone. We're back with this amazing new episode of the new season. Um, We have finally gotten to our first girl, which is pretty amazing, if I may say so myself. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to go on this new season with you guys and talking about some of the women that may not have married these men, but left a permanent mark in some way or another. I hope you all are doing well. I hope all of your Easter's and celebrations and so forth and vacations have gone well. I hope you've gotten some much needed rest. I know I did. Um, but now it is crunch season for me. I am back in finals and I can just say that I am already dreading it. But no worries. I'm almost there. But like I said, I hope you all are doing well. And yeah, I have some exciting news. Um, I am going to be seeing Mr. Paul McCartney on the 13th of May of this month. Um, he will be coming to LA at SoFi Stadium, and I am so, so excited. So I should be keeping you updated with all of that. I'll post on my stories, and yeah, ultimately it'll be it'll be so amazing, and I feel completely honored and so privileged to be able to, to be seeing him for a second time, because truthfully, this concert is going to be my second time seeing Paul McCartney, and I don't think a lot of people can say that, and I, I feel very honored and humbled. I don't, you know, as I mentioned, not everyone can do this. And the fact that I'm able to do this is pretty incredible. So I will be keeping you guys, as I mentioned, posted. And yeah, I'm just really, really excited. And um, yeah, it's going to be an amazing time. But on to today's episode. So our theme of today's episode is really, you know, something that I think a lot of people can identify with. Um... I'm not one of them because I've never really been in love, but I can imagine that your first love or, you know, the first relationship you ever have that is a little more serious maybe than like a sixth grade or, you know, fourth grade relationship. But, you know, the first serious relationship that you have, I think, is always special. And I think that that always kind of leaves a mark on you, whether or not the relationship ended well. And this lady that I'm going to be speaking about today is no different. So let's get on to Miss Barbara Baker and the amazing uh, influence that she had over John Lennon in their first relationship together. So we're taking you back to Liverpool. It's, you know, the mid to late 50s, also the early 50s. Well, we really start when John Lennon is a young child and a girl named Barbara Baker is born and raised in Liverpool. She's a typical Liverpool girl, but there's something about Barbara that sort of sets her apart from the other girls, and I use that ironically, but unironically as well. She has this sort of glamour factor. She pulls you in, and something about her hair specifically. It's strawberry blonde, and she's very, very glamorous in a way that, even as a young girl, was apparent. So, as I mentioned, she was born and raised in Liverpool. She lived on Ridgeter Road. And, you know, as a little child, she was a very friendly person besides being 
obviously glamorous. She had lots of friends and was a very social person. She would often ride bikes and go on a lot, a lot of adventures with a lot of her friends. And it was a childhood that was full of adventures and just amazing times at a time when Liverpool was really still an unknown place and not knowing that she would meet someone who would change the course of history forever. Julia Baird, John's half younger sister, went on to say that she was like a glamorous actress. She had strawberry blonde hair and just oozed glamour. And she could tell even from a young age that Barbara was different than most of the Liverpool girls. But that being said, just because she looked different didn't mean that she didn't have the typical Liverpool upbringing. You know, interestingly enough, I couldn't find out a lot about Barbara's family. Um, just found out that she had this sort of Liverpool upbringing. But otherwise, I would assume that her family life was pretty somewhat normal for the times. You know, the classic 50s uh, family. Well, during a park visit with a friend of hers, um, both girls were followed around by two other boys. And these two other boys were none other than John Lennon and his friend. Both boys were on their bikes as well, and they began just following the girls to be curious, and Barbara and her friend immediately noticed this. And, you know, she realized who, exactly who this was. It was none other than John Lennon. The young boy who would frequently tease her and tease a lot of girls in the neighborhood. It wasn't just her, but she was one of the few easy targets to him. So, of course, she was bothered, but, you know, she kept going with her friend and basically told her, just ignore them, it's fine. But they introduced themselves. Hi, my name is John, and hello, my name is Len. Barbara took notice of John instantly, of course, because he was known to cause havoc in the neighborhood and tease all the girls. There was one point where he even pulled her ponytail and would make fun of her just because. It seems that John had a habit of making fun of any girl that came into contact with him, essentially. But she knew of him, and she basically just didn't really think anything much of him other than the fact that he was a nuisance. But at that time, John's friend Len Gary was catching Barbara's eye. She liked him the best. And because of this, they began to go out, even as young as they were, of course. But the thing about John is even if you tried to ignore him, you really couldn't. And that's sort of what made Barbara stop and really look at this guy other than the young, innocent boy that he once was. She and John would always <clears throat> sort of lock eyes, and it got to the point where they both realized that there was always something there, even if they didn't admit it. But, you know, deep down she still thought of him as just the silly kid. So they left it at that. Even though there was some occasional flirting, even as young as they were, they instantly had this attraction, but it ended there. As she got older, she would go out with Len a bit more and some other boys in the neighborhood. She always seemed to like the guy's attention and she didn't ever stop them. But as she got older, she became even more beautiful and full into the glamour that she once had as a child. She developed her long blonde hair and she had a very nice body, according to many, many uh, Beatle biographies. And, of course, John noticed this and always remembered Barbara, and after a few years, she and John would meet again. 
and she saw something different in him. It wasn't the typical, I'm gonna pull your ponytail and run down the street type kid. This was the kid that now wasn't a kid. He was becoming a young man and coming into his own. He could actually hold down a conversation, which is something that she did not ever think John Lennon would be able to ever do, surprisingly. I don't think I would have expected it either. And he began to dress nicer. I mean, he even wore like a white shirt and, you know, he would wear nice blazers and even nicer shoes. John could certainly make an impression when he wanted to. I just sort of think of Cynthia's uh, story in her memoir when he arrived at her brother's uh, wedding, just completely dressed as dapper as could be, as John Lennon could be. So I think to this, when Barbara mentions how he was completely different and you know, that was the one thing that made me really look at him. And of course, John knew this, and he finally got the courage to formally ask her out, and she accepted. They started dating, and again, you know, this is John's first girlfriend. This was the first girl that he really ever had a serious relationship with, and had a lot of other firsts, such as their virginity. They lost it to one another. And it was a monumentous moment for their both, because I think you're first in anything is a big deal, as I've said before. And it was a big, big deal to her specifically. But to John, being the immature young teenager that he was, even though it was a big deal, he still talked about it with his guy friends because isn't that what most men do, unfortunately? He was a bit immature about it and spread the word around, especially to Pete Shotton. Pete Shotton would later go on to say that John gave him the full rundown and all the details, and that could be a lot. That really just shows that he was just an immature teenager, as, you know, most immature teenage boys can be. Not excusable, of course, but it's what happened. And throughout it all, even though they were young and had this sort of typical 50s romance, it was apparent that John could be especially cruel to the women in his life at this time. Of course, telling all of their intimate moments is a bad thing, but he could be emotionally cruel sometimes and be just completely immature. And Barbara knew this. But, you know, it's interesting that <clears throat> at this early stage, he could still be very cruel. And I suppose that had to do with a lot of the stuff that he went through at this time and was going to go through, especially. But, you know, after a lot of heartbreak, you know, they had a lot of heartbreaks and a lot of um, on and off times, they would eventually get back together. It's sort of something that I feel like when you've met someone that is your first, your first love, you kind of have this sort of relationship where it comes and it goes and it never really goes away. And I think that's what Barbara was to John. She was the first girl that he, you know, did anything with. So, you know, of course, it's something that you don't let go of, I think. and having the on and off thing totally makes sense for teenagers you know teenagers are so indecisive it totally makes sense that they would have breaks and not have breaks and have breaks and not have breaks but of course john also had a lot of fun you know julia beard goes on to say that even though she believes john didn't necessarily think it a serious relationship at times she certainly believed that barbara did she would often wait for john outside of the house and would often wait and they would go and hold hands and whatnot. So she believes that from Barbara's point of view, it was a very serious relationship. And in a way, I think John did too. Maybe not as outwardly as she did, but in a way, 
I think that she thought so too. Overall, though, throughout all of this, Barbara was a huge, 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 huge witness of history. She got to see the quarrymen play together. She got to see them at one of their first gigs. She even got to see the formation of them. And she got to see John being able to do what he loved doing the most. And she remembers that fondly. She remembers going through that. And that must have been amazing. I often credit these women for being there at the time when all of this was just beginning. You know, who would have thought that these young men from Liverpool were going to be anything more than just, you know, a pub band or anything. But she was there from the beginning and she saw it all with her own eyes, which is incredible, incredible to me. She witnessed history and was the first woman in John Lennon's life to cause a stir in him. And to that, that's amazing. Barbara would often go on to say later that she remembers John from most of the crappy things that he did, but she mainly remembers him as a very, very romantic boy. He could be very loving and caring when he wanted to be. And that to me just shows that deep down inside, John was a caring soul, even if his inner turmoil was not allowing him to be that. And throughout it all, after constantly being off and on and off and on, she realized eventually that John just wasn't going to change and that he was never going to be the serious boyfriend that she wanted him to be. Not that she completely wanted to change him, but something about being serious and not constantly just being this jokester and a guy that isn't as nice to her. It wasn't going to change ever. So that took John Lennon to the Liverpool College of Art. A lot of things at that time had changed him. And, you know, during this breakup, I, I believe that John thought about her. And they actually did get back together at one point during his time at the Liverpool College of Art. But Barbara quickly realized that there was no use. There was no point in even in trying to start again. And given the fact that John had just met Cynthia Powell, there was no use. He was already long gone from the John that she once knew, and there was no point. Ending the typical quintessential 50s romance of being the first girlfriend of John Lennon. As this relationship came to an end, it's, I think, really important to sort of acknowledge these first ladies as very, very important in Beatles history, but just in general in these men's lives. Julia Baird would later say that Barbara was really John Lennon's first fledged fan, which I think is a big deal. You know, we think of all the women later in John's life that would come to love him and, you know, especially the fans that would be there and support him and support the Beatles. But, you know, Barbara was really there from the beginning, the conception, and she really is, in my mind, the first fledged fan that John had. Of course, Cynthia comes to mind as well, but Barbara being the first girlfriend, you know, it's super important to, to realize that. And, you know, like I mentioned, I don't think John ever really forgot his first love, as most people do. It's something that stays with you forever. And, you know, he, he never really forgot her. Um, in a later interview, he would, in the Playboy interview, <laughs> I should say, he would actually talk about Barbara and an intimate moment they may have had. And, you know, he wondered about her. He even said, like, I wonder where she is now. I wonder how she's doing. I wonder you know, if she's doing well and if she has married and is with kids, you know? So it's something you always wonder about. And I hate saying this, but I think about Taylor Swift and song, and it's, I think, just describes the idea of, like, how we think about the first one that we may have had, you know? It's um, that love that got away and that we always think about, but, you know, doesn't change the fact that 
it's gone, but we still think about it oftentimes. So, you know, I never thought I would talk about Taylor Swift on a Beatles podcast, but here we are, folks. Um, yeah, but I, I just think of that song whenever I think about, you know, those sort of lost love moments. And Barbara really was, I guess, one of those uh, long lost loves type thing. And, you know, ending it on this quote that Len Gary, John Lennon's friend, who was there the day he actually, you know, met Barbara formally and ended up dating her, but he was there. He would later say that John really thought the world of Barbara. And I think that sort of just cements it all. I think that that, that moment of, you know, knowing, thinking so highly of someone is just amazing. And it's really, really nice to see John in that light and knowing that um, I think he really did value, interestingly, you know, I think he did really value women. Maybe not in the best way he could have done, obviously, but I think deep down he really, really valued them. And, you know, it just goes to show how how powerful a first love is to anybody. Um, and it must be pretty amazing to say that you were John Lennon's first love. I mean, that's not a title everyone can say, folks. So it's pretty, pretty amazing. Well, Barbara Baker, we salute you and all the great first loves out there. And, you know testament to what the young love can do and the effect it could have on people. Well, this was another amazing episode of the She Loves You podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it. I know I did. And I will see you guys on the next amazing, amazing episode where we will talk about one of Paul McCartney's first loves and what that meant for the young Beatle himself and how she possibly lived through history as well. So I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you guys. Bye-bye.